0: chapter one we come to the end of October 2021 and we head into November and it's that time of year where people begin to use a word uh, referring to a day or returning to a holiday that uh, we're all familiar with it's a, it's something that we all think about in that word thanksgiving the truth is, is that we as Christians, and and many of us are. I'm not saying this as a, something that we don't do. I'm saying this is something that we should do more, and more. Um, so not just in something that we do in our private, but also in letting people know, in that word of thanksgiving. The added, the ad, uh, the idea or the thought of gratitude, expressing thanksgiving with the idea of also having the intentions of paying it back to the person who we have gratitude towards. And if we could be honest with ourselves and honest with those around us, we live in a country that has gone from being a thankful people to being an entitled people. And that begins with Christians. We've gotten to the point where we as Christians have even begun to live a life of entitlement, expecting God to move in our Christian churches, expecting God to move in our lives, expecting to have great services, expecting to have good music and good preaching and all these things. And we get to the place where at times where we uh, as individuals can begin to live lives where we move from a spirit of gratitude to a, a spirit of expectation. Now, there's a difference between expecting God to move but being grateful for it. Every time I come through the doors, I expect God to move because he desires to move. But I'm grateful, and I know you are as well, when he does. And so often when we think of thanksgiving or we think of gratitude, we think of those things. Oftentimes, because of who we are as a people in the culture that we are Uh, Around and I don't mean that in a negative sense of culture. I just mean in our American culture It's very much a gratefulness for things I'm grateful for the wonderful chairs that we have to sit in. They're nice better than an old wooden pew to sit in I'm thankful for the air conditioning and, and things like that But also with that we have to make our minds at times Be reminded that we have so much to be thankful for We have so much to be grateful for. And tonight, in the word of God here, we can see what happens when we begin to move from gratitude, or if you will, when gratitude ends, what the end thereof is. It's a result that none of us in this room would want. It's a result that, in fact, as we see in the scriptures, when we come to it, we almost begin to ask the question, surely this is not the outcome of, of ingratitude but the truth is is god lays it out in his word of what happens when we as a people become ungrateful and without gratitude romans chapter one if you will verse number 19 the bible says because that which may be known of god is manifest in them for god hath showed it unto them For the invisible things of him from the creation of this world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Those verses there speaking of how that when creation, when we see it, we can't help but see that God uh, makes known his power and his glory through his creation and how creation testifies of a creator. It's evident Uh, when we look at what God has formed and the things that are around us. When we just even look at our human bodies and the detail and the intricacy in which they have been created, it only can and only will ever proclaim of a creator. And the Bible says here that for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. To say anything else is to be in doubt of a creator. Verse number 21 says, because that when they knew God, meaning knew as in what verse 20 tells us, when they were aware that there was a God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. We have so much to be thankful for. Have we ever taught, stopped to think about it for, for moments recently? How that God has clearly made himself known to us even through our aching and ailing bodies? When you think about it, you think of all the different systems and parts and, and, and moving pieces that you would to go in to make up this human organism that is this great body so many things, and I could stand here and, and do a poor and horrible job of speaking of the skeletal muscular system and the vascular system and, and the cardio uh, system there, the digestive all those things, the nervous system, all those parts that make up who we are as humans, to think and look and see that God has revealed himself to us in that creation, and God says here in his passage that when They knew of a God through the creation, the beautiful landscape, the wonderful things in front of us, that they weren't thankful about it. And if we're not careful, even as Christian people, we can move from a place of thankfulness and move beyond it to a place where we become a people of ingratitude towards what God has allowed us to be partakers of and this evening for just a few moments i'd like to preach this message from this passage just just walking through this passage and have this idea this thought if you would where gratitude ends because i believe we'll see in this passage that where gratitude ends is a place that none of us would desire to be Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, I pray that you would hide me behind your cross. Help me to preach only what you would have me to say. Lord, may your word speak in your Holy Spirit, guide. Lord, thank you for these young people. Lord, how they've encouraged me this evening. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to to just share what someone has once showed me and Encourage me with that you are worthy of a life lived for you. And Lord, I pray that each and every single one of these young people truly come to know what that really means to just live a life for you entirely. Help us, Lord, to be a people who are a thankful people. Not just for a few days out of a month or not just for a month out of the year, but Lord, at all times, help us to be thankful. Go with us now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thankfulness is something that we find in the word of God is spoken to often. In fact, thankfulness is something, uh, or thanksgiving, is something that God himself has connected to the matter of prayer. Um, In fact, he says often, if you were to go, in prayer with thanksgiving, the Bible says, or there um, in the passage that we're all familiar with where it says, uh, pray without ceasing. Well, just a few verses down from that, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Thanksgiving and prayer is something that God himself has connected together. Because the intent, the idea is that anytime we do come to God in supplication, We need to make sure that we live a life of gratitude, thanking him for what he already has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. But sometimes it becomes easy in a moment of need or in a moment of struggle to just move beyond the thanksgiving and say, oh, I'll give him thanks, and I'll just ask for this in my time of need. Now, don't get me wrong, the Bible does tell us that we can go boldly to the throne room of grace that we may find help to find in the time of need. That tells us that in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace with our petition. But just as boldly as we can come to the throne of grace asking for something, we also have that same access to go to the bold, boldly to the throne of grace, praising, glorifying, and thanking God for who he is. Everything that we have good in this world is directly connected to the goodness of God. Everything we have. We could sit here and we could go around the room and we could say, as many people do during those Thanksgiving meals, what is something that you're thankful for? And as we begin to think about those things, family, a church, a job, a home, salvation, um, redemption, grace all those many things the truth is that every single one of those things every single one is connected to the very person of God without him there is no thing nothing to be thankful for and God says here in his word that these people he says that they knew God, but they did not glorify him as God, neither were thankful. God is connecting this idea of glorifying God with thankfulness. I don't know about you, but I I had never really thought too much in, in long term of thinking about that idea that my thanksgiving to God is glorifying him. Now we think about it and we say, well, well, if I just thank him, of course that's glorifying him. But what I'm saying is, is this, is that when we live a life that is truly thankful for all things and people see our thanksgiving, our thankfulness, our gratitude, that brings glory to God. Because for us to be grateful even towards one another, it gives him glory because we're saying, hey, thank you for what you did I know that God allowed you to be used. It brings honor and glory to Him. But the thing is, is that God here in this passage, as we continue to read, connects three things that happens when gratitude ends. The first thing we do see, of course, is ingratitude. There in verse number 21, it says that because when they knew not God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. I don't know about you parents, but how many times have you maybe said to your young person or to your children, man, you're not very grateful, are you? You're not being very grateful. You're not having a grateful spirit. You're not having, uh, if you will, an attitude of gratitude. We had those books that we read when we were doing the uh, pastor's read, and the young people had a, a book called Willow Wallaby and the Attitude of Gratitude. Uh, If you have young children and you have not got a copy of that book, I encourage you to do it. It has been a fantastic, my son's up here grinning right now, like I know that book. It has been a fantastic book for our children. In fact, it's something that has helped them understand what this mindset, or if you will, this life lived with gratitude really looks like. And it's not too often that when I think about my young people being Uh, ungrateful for things I'll say well you're not being very thankful and immediately the Holy Spirit says and neither were you Mm -hmm. where do we think our young people and our children learn this ungrateful spirit by watching us be ungrateful for the very things that we sell them they should be grateful for we are so easy and so ready to condemn other people's Failures and mistakes that oftentimes when we look and take an evaluation of ourselves, and I'm guilty of this very thing, that I tend to overlook. Oh, well, I've done the same exact thing. We live lives, even as Christians, as people who are very ungrateful. We'll say it. Well, praise the Lord for my salvation. Well, if you're thankful for it, when was the last time you told someone about how thankful you were for it? if it really means what we say it means, that it is our soul's salvation, that it is something that we have that can never be taken away, that no man can take from us, that will mean that we will have the opportunity to spend all eternity with God himself. If we were truly, truly, truly thankful and grateful like we should, we'd be shouting the rooftops everywhere we go about how good God is say, so, well, I witness, and I'm, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself here. God is so good to us. And we go busily about our days living in a place where sometimes we fall into this place of ingratitude. And if we're not careful, it'll take us somewhere that we're not willing to go. Verse number 22 says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. "...and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and to creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through their lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator." If we're not careful, what happens is our ingratitude will slowly become idolatry. Because what we begin to do is we begin to praise those who have given us things or we begin to to heap upon ourselves our own blessings of saying, well, I worked for this and I deserve the honor and I deserve the praise and I deserve the glory and I deserve the thankfulness and I deserve this and I deserve that. When the truth is, is that even in our children's lives, it's not the food that... Uh, you'll eat the food I put on the table. No, you'll eat the food that God has provided for us. And what happens is our ingratitude moves from ingratitude to that very thing, idolatry. See, when we use the word idolatry, we think of the children in the, in, in, in the wilderness building that great golden calf. But the truth is, is idolatry started in their hearts long before it started with a great calf being built up. God here says it. He says they changed the glory of the incorrupt or uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. In verse 25 it says and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. We live in a world enamored with worshipping the creature more than the creator. It even happens in our churches. These young people did a fantastic job singing. And young people, I want to say, you did a fantastic job singing. Please do not take what I'm about to say as a negative towards what I'm saying. You did a fantastic job. But the praise is not to be given to you for your singing. The praise is to be given to God. The thanks is not to be given to you for standing up here and singing. The thanks is to be given to God for giving you such the wonderful voices that you were able to use them for his honor and for his glory. Because the truth is, is we have a love that doesn't stop, that's given to us. It comes from God on high. And you're living out the truth that God has revealed to you. And the praise goes to him. But someone can stand up, sing sometimes so much and sing a song and we go, wow, they've got a beautiful voice. Wow, God has given them such amazing talent. Man, that that message was was a, a blessing to me and praise the Lord for every person who ever comes to us and me and pastor and says, thank you for the message. It was a blessing, things like that. Thank the Lord that he put it in the scripture that it was there for us to see and that the Holy Spirit would speak to us. We have done such a job of glorifying man and praising man and done such a sad job of being truly grateful for God and who he is. And when we're not careful what has happened is our gratitude has moved from gratitude to idolatry. I don't think there's a single person in this room that would stand up today and say, if I, we were to ask, would you want your, your thankfulness to God to be known as idolatry? You'd look at me and you'd go, no, not at all. That's a, I would never worship. The Ten Commandments say, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make into thee any graven images. We would never want to to idol worship something else or put something before our view of God. The truth is, is this, is that when we're not careful, each and every single one of us can be very guilty of doing that exact thing where we put creature and man and the things that God has done before God himself. Sometimes we praise the acts of God rather than praising the God who did the acts. And our ingratitude very quickly without even noticing can become idolatry. The unfortunate thing is that in this passage, it doesn't end with idolatry. In fact, if we said that's where it ends, we would all probably right now hit the altar and say, God, help us. We have done such a bad job of being grateful people. But if we're not careful, the passage will show us that idolatry is not where it ends. Verse number 26 says, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lusts one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Verse number 29, being filled with all unrighteousness. The Bible tells us here that if we're not careful, our ingratitude becomes idolatry. And what happens when we begin to have idolatry is we move to immorality. Read the passage. If you continue reading there in that verse, it in fact it says, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, a list of things that we would all sit here and say, those are just horrible things. I would never want to be known by any of those things. And it all comes out of a life lived full of ungratefulness. And I think if you were to be honest with yourself, and I'll be honest with myself right now, We all as Christians need to do a much better job of being more grateful to the creator. Because the last thing I want is to live a life that is known by immorality. See, we use the word immorality and immediately the thing we think of is the wickedness we find in verse number 26. And when I say wickedness, I don't mean the people, I mean the sin that God... uh, saw them turn to. It says there that they were caught up in vile affections and leaving that which was nature. It's talking about homosexuality and how the men were with men and the women were with women. And we say, oh, that's immoral, that's immoral. But we never go down further into the passage. We never go on to where it starts talking about uh, the wickedness, the covetousness, the maliciousness, the full of envy, murder, debate. Deceit, malignity, whisperers. You know what that is? Talking about one another behind their back. Or or backbiters. Well, I'm gonna get them back. Being people who are hater of gods, being despiteful, proud boasters, inventor of evil things. Hey young people disobedient to parents say wait a minute brother John you're talking about things are are you really putting that in the same category of this no I'm not God is and God shows us in this passage that if we're not very careful about our gratefulness to him we'll become immoral people And I say all that this evening to say this, if you were to take a sheet of paper and begin to write down all the many ways that you truly could be grateful to God and not leave this place until it's done, we'd be here for a long time. And yet, we even as Christians say, well, we're thankful people. Not like we should be. But we have a holiday called Thanksgiving. We eat turkey and ham and mashed potatoes and green beans and everything else that people can imagine and make. I'm thankful. We've turned... A life, an attitude we should have into an event that we have. Something that we do instead of a life we should live. So this evening, as we close our Bibles and we bow our heads, I'm going to ask you to do something. Fathers, husbands, I'm going to ask you to grab your family and bring them to this altar. And as families, spend a moment taking the time saying, God, thank you. Thank you for who you are. As mothers grabbing your children and saying, let me lead the way in this spirit of thankfulness. Saying to God, God, we do not want to be a people who are known as immoral people. God, we don't even want to be a people who are known as idolatrous. God, help us not to be a people known of ingratitude. Because the truth is, is when gratitude ends, idolatry has already started and immorality has already begun. And I don't believe any one of us would desire to live a life known by ingratefulness or ingratitude idolatry or immorality would you stand with me with your heads bowed and your eyes closed as we pray dear gracious heavenly father lord we thank you for we thank you for who you are that god even in our sin even in our states even in our saved lives you still desire to constantly bring us back to yourselves to bring us closer to yourselves God, thank you for this passage and the reminder that we see in it to live lives of gratitude and thankfulness to you. Lord, may it not be something that just sits on our tongues, but may it be it's something that is lived out through our hands and our feet and our action through what you would have us to do. Lord, thank you for your son and his dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, thank you for your indwelling Holy Spirit that resides with us and abides with us. God, thank you for your holy word and how it reveals truth to us. God, I pray that you would help us to be a people of true gratitude towards you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We could never give you enough thanks. Or express our gratitude enough. But Lord, would you help us to start? We ask all these things in your Son's name. Amen. With head bowed.